Hello. Hi, Rebecca. It's Beatrice. Hi, Beatrice. It's Rebecca. How are you? I'm very well, actually. Yeah. Good. I'm, I'm good. Yeah. Yeah. What about you? I think I'm also okay. That's very it's good. It's been a while. Yeah, that is true. So that hasn't been good. That has been negative. Yes, definitely. But here we are. Here we are, yeah. Here we are. And and how have you been? I know you've been to Paris. You've been yeah, Beatricing I, about the place. I've been mainly been Beatricing about the place. I was actually thinking, what am I going to tell Rebecca about? And in some ways, <laughs> not that much has happened. I've been working a lot um but I did go to Paris which was lovely I didn't go to a single exhibition though I just walked around a lot but I think I mean I'm longing to go back to Paris having not been since before the first lockdown and I feel like I need to go for about a month which isn't going to happen but that to to just do walking around as the first stage I think is the important thing really I know but it it was quite odd because you know how how your time sense of time has gone a bit awry in the last yes, few years yes. and I sometimes really I always knew I was in Paris but I sometimes didn't know <laughs> which decade I was in you know all these oh, it was a bit weird sort of things that happened when I had been there you know much earlier suddenly came back to me oh wow yeah so that was sometimes a bit strange um but what I can say I've been I was in a new area where I hadn't been before so that was nice oh, I usually where's stay, that? so it's called I'm probably pronounce it wrong but it's called Gombetta and it's okay. near the Père Lachaise um oh yeah I didn't go into the Père Lachaise I've never been have you no. Yeah, so I, I, I sort of circled it a few times. I didn't I didn't go in. Um but it's sort of further than so it's like where the Bastille is, but it's a little bit further yes. out. But it's because yeah, I just know it as a as a metro stop, Exactly, yeah. Mm. Yeah. It's really nice. And did you like it? Yeah. Oh, how I re- lovely. Yeah, I really liked it. So so that was nice. I love staying in a different part of Paris each time, but at the same time I of, I always want to go back to like the Marais. Mm. because I really like it no, but, yeah. but there's so many lovely well it's all lovely It is. And, no I haven't been to Pelachez it's one of those places I always want to go and never quite make it there yeah so yeah well I I didn't this time even though I really was right next to it um, Coda wow. seems to think you should go Coda is astonished frankly <laughs> that we haven't been <laughs> well something for our list um, yeah but what about you what have you been doing I, I don't even know, Beatrice, it's been so many mm. things. Um, no, well, I've, I too have been working a lot. I've been working on my book. I've had like a pause in my book because there's just been so much teaching work to do. Mm. But, oh, I had a question for you. Okay. Um, okay, this isn't a catching up, this is a question. So at the quarter, we have a very wonderful um, picture researcher. We're very lucky called Karin Kaibutz, and she's brilliant. So it's very exciting because I've given her my picture lists for the chapters I've written, chapters one to five. I still have one to write. And so it's very exciting because it feels like it's actually a real book that's Mm. happening rather than just, you know, something I'm privately doing. And okay, this is my question. So I'm looking at my pictures and I can't think of which one should be the cover. I'm not actually at that point yet, but I'm mm. thinking, obviously, because it's a fun thing yeah. to think about. Here's my question. Does the 
cover need to be something I talk about inside and have inside as well? Or is the cover its own entity? Oh, mm. that is that I need to think about that. Okay, because previous books, I've had something that I've talked about inside. Mm. But with this one, because it's so diverse, it's difficult to have one image that I talk about that then encompasses everything. Mm. But is there another image that would work? Well, I don't know. It's just I'm thinking, do I Oh, it's hypothetical at the moment. Yes. Mm. Okay. It's hypothetical. Mm. Now, that's a a good question that I cannot answer straight away. Okay. If you could have a think about your thoughts. I will. It must have Mm. been so difficult to choose images. It really has been. I mean, what's been interesting is... As you know, my process is that I read loads and loads and loads and loads, far more than I need to, and then I do a very detailed plan, and then it's like I've thought about it so much that I dream about it, and then I just write it without much thought. The actual Mm. writing just comes out. And what I find is that at that point, at the planning point, the pictures just find themselves. Okay. Because I've thought about it so much. Mm. that that I know what the pictures are and then when I write there's always a couple that drop out because I write more than I thought I would on on particular ones Mm. so there's less space so that's been okay even though I have thousands and thousands of pictures that has been okay but it's just I suddenly I'd be I kept going through them and thinking but that one will make it seem like it's just about that chapter you know Mm. rather than the whole book so I need to think whether I should yeah, whether have there is another other, one mm, yes. that would do mm. everything. Yes, because I love thinking about book covers. Well, it's not something I um, ha- ever had to do, but um, I can see that it is. Um, it's any... fun. Yeah. Yes, so that's my question for okay. you. Okay, okay. And what else okay. have you been doing? Well, as you actually know, there was a conference that Lucy Moisferro mm. and I did on um, trauma and healing and fashion. That was so good. Which we did online. Mm. Thank you. It, we had lots of very, very good people and that was interesting. And it was also nice to do something public that was from my book. Mm. So, so that was nice. And um, yeah, so that went well. Yeah, it was so good. I, I loved how varied the different sessions were that's so good to have conversations and then you talking about a film and then Omar and Maya talking about how they work and it, you yes. know, it, I think I think that because it's quite hard to concentrate online for long yeah periods no I think and, it is mm. yeah I think it is and I think it's good that's something you know that I think my students have really pushed me with that and I think it's been great that they did that since we started having conference, it drew, I think the first one we did was in 2014 or something like that, that we've always had a mix of different kinds of people, not just academics. Mm. And I think that's been really, really important. Yeah. And I think I've learned an enormous amount from doing that. Mm. So I think that, yeah. And I think Lucy, Lucy found some really fantastically interesting and wonderful mm. people as well. And I think people were incredibly generous in sharing their work, but also their life experiences. Yes, that's definitely true. Yeah, it was very moving at times. Yes, yeah. it mm. really was. It mm. really was. And I think that was also important. You know, I think it, 
I think it actually worked better online and I hope it was it was supportive for the people who did that mm. being online as well because it's very intimate so yeah at least uh, um, you're in your space maybe that helps yes mm. yes um and I think it was good I think people were really great with the chat as well of dropping yes. the questions in there mm. and yeah. I think that's nice that people can also comment because you can never get through everyone in real life yeah when you have a conference that's true and I also I mean even yeah. after all these years I I usually never ask anything because I'm terrified uh, asking mm. something in a conference. You, yeah, you no, mean? I. And you'd think I've been to you know so many wouldn't wouldn't bother me anymore. But actually, I get palpitations. No, I mean I, I feel get, the same. Mm, mm. Yeah, no, I feel the same. I don't, you know, I don't like speaking in public or asking questions. Mm. In some ways, it's worse asking questions. Yeah. I feel than, yeah, um, but no, so that that went really well and I'm just it's like we're just coming up to the hand in for my MA students dissertation mm. as well so it's kind of a point it's like a weird point where I've had a pause I've just marked all the BA dissertations I have this week and then next week the MA dissertations come in yeah I must catch up on the blog I haven't looked at that yes for a while. they mm. yeah no they've they've written each student has done a five minutes with where they answer questions about what they've been looking at, what they've liked most, and what they're wearing, of course. <laughs> <laughs> so that's all very good. So yes, it's it's been many things. Yes, it's been many mm. things. Yes. Oh, and I know another thing. Oh, this is not a question now. This is a telling you a thing. Um, I wanted to tell you because I've I've been trying to repost Ukrainian designers and mm. artists' work mm. and. Um, and I, I've reposted quite a few things from Ruslan Baginsky, mm -hmm. who is a who who makes they're very sort of beautiful. They're quite they're quite low key, but they warrant further investigation. If you mm -hmm. know what I mean, they're yeah. they're kind of detailed, like straw hats um, that have lovely patterns in the straw, oh. like very simple, quite minimal, mm. um, quite quiet but very beautiful, and I, I reposted and one of the ones that I really especially loved uh, that he posted was a story where it was film of him. He made these um, these baseball caps for charity mm -hmm. and they were either blue or yellow, obviously, for the mm. Ukrainian flag. And what he filmed, which I just found very it was quite kind of meditative and beautiful, was him just you just saw his hand like a a tank with the dye in it and his hand dipping each one in and it coming out either blue or yellow mm. and I found it really beautiful because it was very kind of such a kind of I don't know like a mundane thing you know it's just someone dipping a hat in liquid mm. and it's something that harks back to you know centuries probably millennia of dye hand dyeing things but there was something about this very simple gesture that seemed very strong like you know of repeating it as I don't know very resilient it was I really liked it and anyway he got in touch with me so I spoke to him and um, two other people from his company on zoom and oh, wow. it it was I mean it was really great of him to make the time really to do that and it was really very moving because his company was based in Kiev mm -hmm. but with the war they've had to move to Lviv and he's moved 
it's like his mother is in the company as well it's like a family and friends and beyond that company there's about 60 of them and he's had to he's moved the whole lot of them to Mm. a safer city um some of some of his employees his collaborators are in paris so so the, the one of the people i spoke to was in paris um but he was saying about it's this this sense of having to move because of these circumstances of trying to keep your company together and keep everyone safe is a huge undertaking obviously but then also the need the desire the importance of continuing to create Mm. and how do you do that during war because obviously every stage of it becomes harder because Mm. it's getting the raw materials it's then getting you know things sent to him sending things you know the banks don't work Mm. there anymore um you know publicizing and promoting what he's doing Mm. it's it's really every every step of it is so fraught um and he was saying that it's also for him it's about honoring ukrainian culture and heritage because what he's doing comes out of ukrainian heritage and culture and of course putin has made these disgusting remarks that ukraine doesn't have that Mm, mm. and so it's also an assertion of of national identity and art and craft and creativity so it was really wonderful and touching Mm. to speak to him and, and and the others and to hear about his work and also just to think about how important clothing is and clothing and accessories is within the context of war mm. in you know because i was also around the same time i was asked to to give a comment for, to the independent newspaper about um the ukrainian president wearing you know he wears the kind of khaki fleeces and yeah. mm. and things and and it just made me think once again about how important how important dress is and how even during the war it's important in all these different contexts that it's simultaneously like you can think it's the least important thing Mm. in this context but it can also be so powerful symbolically to the individual of of making the individual feel confident or Mm. you know that they're they're projecting something but also it's something that's signaling in the president's case to the world or in Ruslan's case you know continuing creativity and making and honoring the past but also being part of the fashion system Mm. and being a business you know being entrepreneurial Mm. oh thanks for telling me about that yeah no it was it's really yeah it's very I think it's very difficult when you're not in that situation you can't possibly imagine you can't what Um, it must be mm, like mm. and I think it you know, I've I've spoken to to, to someone else who's a, a refugee who's come over here and is trying to find work in the fashion industry. And it was making me wonder, you know, what there is not just for Ukrainian refugees, but for other refugees, you know, specific to the fashion industry and the clothing industry broadly. I wonder what support there is, if anything, in place, because I think so many people who come over here go into perhaps other areas of the industry to do with manufacturing mm. but how how do you how do you kind of recreate your fashion identity 
when you move, you know, both as I guess as an individual, yes, but also as your career, as yeah. your profession. Mm, um, that's a really good question. Yeah, because yeah. I, I wonder if the British Fashion Council is doing anything. I just, I must, I, I need to look. I don't know anyone in that organisation, yeah. but it's, it's like other industries I know are, you know, like I like friends at the Courtauld are finding funding for mm, art mm. historians and architecture historians coming over here. So I wonder what there is. I hope, I hope things are being put in place yeah. or will be put in place to provide support. Mm. Oh, you must send me the link to. So, I will. Yeah. I will. I'll send you his his Instagram mm. um, because you know his work is really interesting outside of all of this, but mm. it's also really takes on extra importance and meaning, obviously, yeah. because of this. And I really, you know, I think it's important to help him to have visibility and and support yes. and other Ukrainian brands and photographers and everyone else mm. as well I mean it, it also made me I know it's a sideways thought but it also made me think of um I know you've been reading Elizabeth Wilson's book yes. Unfolding the Past as well mm. and it made me think there's lots of instances there where she talks about how important fashion is and how important the way you dress is mm. to to yourself yeah what did you think of the book I I'm only sort of about two thirds or halfway through but I I really like it for mm. for a lot of reasons. Um, I think what I like is partly that she talks about what she thought at the time, and maybe yes. that sounds ob an obvious thing to do in a biography. But she often has had views that she doesn't have anymore, mm. and she didn't have to say, you know, that she had these other views that she, you know, and I, I really like that and I I did wonder at some point she talks about how much she loves Proust and she mentions that people don't understand that you or she felt people didn't understand you have to totally immerse yourself and you will encounter people you don't like and you will encounter views you don't like but that's part yes, of it and I, yes and I thought maybe that has I don't know maybe not at all but I thought maybe that has also influenced how how she has written her biography And I also like that, um, you know, I only came here in 89, but she does talk about things that I've been to or places, you know, she talks a lot about earlier period than that. But I, I sort of remember London, you know, some department stores that she mentions. There's sort of places that are were still there when I came and they've gone now. Um, oh, interesting. So I I find that quite interesting that, yeah, that she mentions mentions that and then yeah she talks quite a lot about Paris and you know the post-world war ii and obviously I find that very interesting um yeah so I'm really enjoying it and I also I quite like that it is you know each chapter is about something slightly different for me yes at the that's moment, nice that's that works, really nice works really works really well um so yeah I look forward to to reading reading the rest I mean it's such an interesting idea isn't it to write a memoir through your research subjects mm. and yeah. I I really like that she talks about research and meaning and even rational you know seemingly empirical research being emotional mm. as well 
And I think that's something that gets, it, it's so weird because you'll talk about someone being really passionate about passionate about their research but then it's almost like but their book is not yes, and their book has nothing to true. do with them mm, and it's just true. a serious piece of literature yeah and and I like that she she acknowledges and embraces and kind of celebrates the fact that we do all write about ourselves through our research and mm. we don't we don't usually realize and probably it'd be it would really hamper us if we did think oh my goodness I'm giving away so much about myself through what I'm doing but I I think that's a really important thing to say and I think she really conveys that by the way that she talks about something from her own biography then what she was researching at the time and then Mm. how as you say how she felt then about it how she feels now about it looking back I think it's that's very rich and something that really makes you think you know about your own writing and work but also about other people so that it makes you engage with books you really like in different ways I think Mm. I also thought it was interesting how she I think it's quite early on how she talks about how she herself was sometimes unsure about the fact that she was writing about all these different things yes and uh, fiction and academic work and and that also it was often not accepted that much or didn't seem to be um, yes. which I also find, yeah, I find that very interesting. It is, I think it is still quite unusual in a way, particularly the, I think the fiction so. and academic work. Mixing yes. that. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. And and also different subjects within yes. academia yeah. that, that people usually stick within because she does radically different things, doesn't yeah. she? Yeah, I mean, ten- the tennis is always... I know, I didn't know about the tennis. That was really yeah. fun. And I, I remember she once, when when I was had worked on a, a this exhibition at Kensington Palace about the Queen's hats, um, she came to see it. And I thought, sh- you know, surely she won't find this very interesting. She loved it. Oh. Uh, and that was so nice. That was so nice. I mean, I think, you know, having met her numerous times at various conferences and things I think she's such a generous Mm. lovely person and I think that comes across in the book yeah you know that she's she's always she's always very open and interested and gets excited about all kinds of different things and Mm. I think that's that's why she's had such a long and and diverse career Mm. because I think I think you need to be actually engaged to to sustain such you know at this level to sustain such an amazing array of different kinds of subjects and Mm. and writings I really liked the section um I find it really interesting the section on lesbian dress Mm. and there's a lovely phrase I should have written it down so I could say it properly but it's basically that that lesbian sort of historically lesbians were ghosted or oh, not yes. ghosted in the contemporary sense but were made mm. ghosts mm. or unless they dress uh, yeah unless they dress differently or deviantly mm. and I thought that was so fascinating yes. and and also really interesting when she was talking about one of the uh, 19th century women and about how it's kind of contextual and it's the combination of things that signals that she was um a lesbian because women then would have worn riding dress yes the right as every dress, or like I... you know middle upper class women as, as kind of everyday dress potentially yeah but but it's the combination of kind of signals if you like mm. yeah I didn't know about the riding dress mm. no I'd never really thought about it because no. thing when she 
when I read it, I suddenly thought, oh, of course, of course they do. Because I started thinking of fashion illustrations or mm. even like in novels of, of you know, a particular character in her riding dress going mm. and doing something. And also that riding was part of your everyday. So you would be wearing riding mm. dress. You know? yeah, <laughs> it's yeah. like one of those things that, that as soon as you as someone writes it down, you think, oh, of course. Mm. But you kind of need someone to tell you so yeah. that you spot it. It's also so far removed from us. Yes, now, from it is very us, far removed. Yes, yeah. yes, yeah. yes, yes. Mm. Um, exactly. But I thought that was just so interesting, that idea that you could make yourself or others could make you a ghost mm. through your appearance or like part of your identity was was as you say, an apparition mm. um, that's just kind of hinted but not really there. I thought that was really, really, really beautiful. Yes. I have to say, have you got to the bit where her mother gives away her Jacquheim dress? Yes. Because I want to know more about that dress. Yes. Yeah, she doesn't say how she I got feel, it, I think. Yeah. I think we need to ask her yeah. more about that. Yeah. Because that's so, I mean, I, just the thought of your mother giving away one of your dresses mm. without asking you in front of you so yeah. you can't really you you'd can't seem really so mm. I know you'd seem so mean-spirited if you kind of grabbed it off the mm. bus and said no it's mine but I feel I need the whole story of yeah. how that dress came to her and where she bought it and mm. everything that was very interesting yeah and I've always liked you know at various times she's told me and friends about her her kind of within sort of the, the the sort of feminist activism that she has been such an important part of of her standing out because she was interested in fashion and wearing fashionable dress and I think that's just another reason to love her mm. that she 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 was bold and brave wearing that because you know that she's being true to herself and what she loves which is always the most important thing in the world but also you know I remember when I wrote the chapter years ago about feminism and fashion thinking I'm going to find all these feminists condemning fashion in the 1970s and then you just find most of them just write it out of history and you think but it's central to being a woman mm. you know whether you like it or not it is and it it was almost like it was such a dirty terrible thing that you couldn't even mention it mm. very much and I think it's so splendid yeah. that she always has yeah. and that she's it's like she can see all the problems and in her writing, she recognizes all mm. the problems, but she she understands that it's inherently contradictory and it can be two opposing things at once. Yeah. So that is such a great thing. Mm. Yeah. No, it's a really interesting no, book. No, it's and very it, good. So, yes, I I think it's it's interesting as well. as plus, Oh, Coda is now chiming in that he clearly <laughs> works it. Um, he's very aerated. Can you hear him? Yes, I can hear him. <laughs> um. Yes, he's just putting me off my my important point I was going to make then, which, no, just I was going to say that I think it's also interesting as part of, you know, a whole array of books writing about using dress in relation to biography, mm. that I think there's a growing Oh, yeah, definitely. Of... I've, I've just got a book yesterday, which I still have to properly look at. It's from... It was about an exhibition in Hamburg, which is about seven women. It's called Dressed and then Seven Women. Oh. So I've only I've only very briefly flicked through it. I need to look properly. Wow. Um but um that yeah, that you're absolutely so right. Good. Yeah, and then I've got another one 
you've probably come across that by Charlie Porter, what artists wear. Yes, I haven't read that, but mm. that is that mm. sounds really interesting yeah. too. No, no I it's like I I keep thinking once I've finished my book, I want to kind of put all of this together because it would be such a good course. Mm. I think it'd be such a nice undergraduate course for That's the, at the true, court hall. Actually, and yeah. it's like I, I've been wanting to do it for ages, but it's like I need enough time to think what are the books and mm. yeah to make make a proper bibliography of them mm. um because it's it's so interesting and it kind of connects to you know decades worth well centuries worth really of writing on fashion and identity and it's like now we're getting the next stage if you like of people actually applying that and thinking through their their mm. clothes about their lives so oh but that so is that an exhibition that's on right now uh yes i think it is on right now yeah wow yeah, but in hamburg so okay i'm gonna look that up <laughs> yeah that sounds it looks really nice it looks the book is really uh the design i really like the design and the exhibition looks really nicely designed as well i think oh. i've looked more at that at this point <laughs> than at what's actually yes. on show but yeah do you know the space do you know that place no that it's I've, while i've been there i think in the early 80s once to mm. do some research i think that's the last time so right yeah. it's still in the same building i think but i yeah i'm sure yeah. it looks very different no i don't really know oh. it mm. okay well that's my homework I think. yes me. yeah so we've got a few things to look at. We've got a few things nice. to think about. That's yes. very, very good. We do like to have our home. Yes, exactly. Yes. And it's been so nice catching up. It's been beautiful. Yes. And I will speak to you next week. Yes, speak to you next week. All right. Bye. Bye.